are in a city for you podcast. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being super spontaneous. I think that's the most spontaneous it has been. Like, okay, let's record now. Yes. Yeah, I'm super excited. You know, we, we met maybe four hours ago. Yeah. This is exciting. Because we will be working different days, mm-hmm. not again, we might not meet so often. So I think it's good that we use the opportunity we are here now. Yeah. We will meet. <laughs> so in the beginning, tell me and the audience a little bit about yourself, and then I'll start with the questions. Yeah. Uh, well, my name's Amanda Lee. I am currently a master's student in economics at Stockholm School of Economics. Um, and I'm starting as a volunteer at Norwegian, which is how, I, how I'm meeting you, Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm originally American, so I grew up in California in the Bay Area in this town called Saratoga. It's uh, about an hour south of San Francisco, but it's a pretty small city. Um, and then I moved to the Boston area, to Cambridge, Massachusetts, to do my uh, bachelor's degree at MIT. And during that time, I also spent a year of it in Cambridge, UK, studying there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then after, after studying there, finishing that degree, I moved to East Tennessee, uh, to Knoxville, Tennessee, which is you know, one of the southern, southern states in the, in the US. Um, and then now I'm in, in Stockholm, so so back in a, a big city. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. And thank you for mentioning places where you're studying as well, because yeah. it's, I think for some people it will bring some more insight to why you are answering the questions in the way you are. Yeah. And the geography you've been exposed to and where you've been living, I think also influences that. Yeah, of course. And, and I also... Love traveling, so I feel like I've been to mm-hmm. a lot of big cities yeah. that way. But you know, living and, and traveling to different places, I think you you see mm-hmm. the different types of urban environments and and get a feeling for well, you know what you like and dislike about different places. Yeah, totally. And now you're here. You're here from September, so it's been just half of the year. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. still still pretty new to to Stockholm. Yeah. Still trying to figure out where where things are. Yeah. Um, Feeling better that it's kind of getting warmer, or at least the days yeah, are longer. Exactly, it so, gets lighter. Yeah, mm. but uh, I had friends visiting, and they were asking me questions. Like, I was taking them around, and they're like, "Oh, what's this building? What's that building?" I was like, "I have no idea." Like, <laughs> I'm the worst city tour guide ever. Yeah, it's not that the locals here know the answer to this question. Good, mm. your friends were curious. Yeah. So, yeah. So we start with the first formal question. Okay. As formal as it gets. <laughs> what is a city for you? Yeah, so a city a city for me, I kind of think about cities more in terms of population density. So I think oftentimes when I refer to cities, I'm referring to like big cities where a lot of people are are in one place, you know, the New Yorks, the San Francisco's, the Boston, the Stockholms mm-hmm. of the world. Um, and I think I draw this distinction a little bit more after after COVID because I feel like people mm-hmm. who lived in 
smaller places, which are, I'm sure, still technically cities, mm. but there was a very different feel when you weren't as densely populated, when you didn't live in an apartment, and like if you went outside to walk, then you know it, you still felt like there were a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you know, city for me is is somewhere where there's there's people, there's things, there's businesses on every block. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really what I feel like is truly forms a city. Uh, whereas other places where you have your own space, maybe it's a little bit more suburban. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're driving more to get places, uh, while still a city aren't in aren't in my mind a maybe a capital C city. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Would a Stockholm fit under the category of a city? Yeah, in my opinion, Stockholm definitely fits under a capital C yeah. city. I think okay. you know it doesn't have blocks, but it has things happening. It has things happening. It has people always. Walking around, you know, there somebody's always going to be like, "Oh, have you tried this restaurant?" And you're going to be like, "Nope, I've I've never mm-hmm. heard of it." Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like, "Yes, I know." Like that's the only place we go to. Yeah, <laughs> like I know all three Chinese restaurants mm-hmm. that I can go to. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I've eaten at all of them, and I have my opinions about all of them. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So, kind of, it's supposed in the city there will be places where you do not have opinion on them. Yeah. The view on it. Maybe more of this like place of infinite yeah. exploration, mm. right? Like you can never truly see, or even come close to feeling like you've seen everything mm. in a capital mm. C city. Whereas, mm. I think in smaller places, even when you haven't seen a lot, you still feel like, oh, I know this place really well. I know it like the back of my hand. Yeah. And, mm. and maybe it doesn't it doesn't surprise you as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm the surprise. Thank you for discussing this. Let's flip this question. And now I'm asking you, what are you for the city? What am I for a city? Realistically, I think I'm a a consumer, right? Like I I consume a lot of products and public goods that a city provides. Um, You know, I think at my best, right? I think we would like to contribute to cities in, in the form of communities, forming those communities, um, and then maybe giving back as well. So when I lived when I lived in Knoxville, I was part of like the mountain biking community and the city of Knoxville has a lot of trails, has probably about fifty miles of trails mm-hmm. in in like pretty close to the downtown area um, and I had the opportunity to kind of work on those trails mm-hmm. a bit and, and help make sure that they were maintained so that people could use them and like that felt that felt really good it made me feel really good about not just consuming a resource but actually being able to put some energy into into making a little bit better so I think most of the time, I'm just like a consumer in a city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to spend more of my time giving back to and, and creating something and bettering, bettering the environment. But you also mentioned that I think here you are somehow involved with the climbing community. Yeah. So already, I've, I've started like a bouldering 
club at my school. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned previously, like building a community that feels really good to be able to make people feel more mm -hmm. connected. Because I think oftentimes mm -hmm. in cities, they're so densely populated and there's so many people, but yet people can feel very lonely at times mm -hmm. as well. And so mm -hmm. providing a space for people to be able to come together and especially a space that doesn't cost them money, which I think as a student is, is something that we think about a lot, but you know, where, where people can use what realistically is their most valuable resource time mm -hmm. to do something that they want to do and to meet mm -hmm. other people and to break down some of those monetary barriers that may exist is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for your opinions. I really value the way you choose to talk about that, the city and citizens. Okay, now we'll move on to the question that might sound a bit random to you, not to me because I'm so used <laughs> to the flow. Yeah. So now we move into the night time. Okay. The question is, how does artificial lighting of a night city affect you? Yeah, so it's kind of funny actually. When when I was doing my bachelor's degree, I had a little bit of a, a project where I contemplated um, how park lights uh, mm -hmm. contributed to uh, light pollution and wow. also to the safety of um, people in the city. And and something that I've noticed about Stockholm is it's surprisingly well lit, in my opinion, mm. um, which makes sense, I guess. As because the sun sets at like 3 p.m. Yeah, in December. <laughs> in yeah. December, mm -hmm. which is, you know, uh, so you're spending a lot of your, your time mm. in the dark. But I have a bit of a, you know, varying view on, on lights in big cities because mm -hmm. I love the image of a lit up city skylight. Like mm -hmm. it seems so pretty and somehow somehow calm to me mm -hmm. uh, when i lived in when i lived in boston i'd often walk across a bridge and i'd see the boston skyline on one side and the cambridge skyline on on the other side mm -hmm. when i was walking home at night yeah. and that was something that i always tried to stop and take in mm -hmm. because i think when you see a skyline a city skyline from afar it's this place that you know to be so bustling mm -hmm but it looks so calm and serene. Mm, at distance. Yeah, at yeah. a distance, mm -hmm. which, I, which I always find to be really cool, this ability to find, find calm in such a, a space, such as a city. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. I think that light pollution, also as like a lover of the outdoors, and in particular loving to, to see, see the stars, you know, sometimes you're like, I wish the light pollution was, was less bad because mm. really, like, the night sky can be absolutely gorgeous. I know I saw the Milky Way once in the middle of the desert, and it was it just blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. Where was it where the desert was? It was in Jordan, in Wadi Rum. Mm -hmm. And you would not have seen it before anywhere else? I don't think I had seen it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hadn't seen it anywhere else, and I just remember laying there like on the desert sand Ooh. and just like uh you could see all the the shooting stars going back and forth and the other times where i've tried to catch like meteor showers in cities i've kind of been like this is a wash you know mm -hmm. 
It kind of feels sad. Yeah. yeah. Especially once you know that it exists, that it is out there, but just don't see it. All yeah. The time. Exactly. And mm-hmm. we don't see it because of ourselves. Yeah. Remotely. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, interesting that you mentioned that because not everyone, like you are saying, has experienced this. And it's easy to feel like, well, there's nothing we're missing. It's just the sky. And of course, everyone talks about the stars, but there's nothing special. But I think there is something very special in that. I once was told, like, when you... Somebody told me this story once, and it really resonated with me. Uh, They said, you know, when you can see the night sky so clearly, and you can see the Milky Way, and you can see that there's so much more out there, it makes you want to study that. It makes you want to learn, like, what governs that. And you can almost imagine the ancient Greeks, for instance, like, Mm. looking out and seeing just this, like, gorgeous view and wanting to know, like what governs like mm. planetary movement and things yeah. like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it also makes us realize i guess that we are this one little part of something that is much bigger than us yeah yeah and i think sometimes like our worlds can start to feel pretty small right maybe you leave your apartment at about the same time every day you go to the same place to go to work you know yeah. and you leave work at like Five thirty, mm. and then maybe you go to the gym. Blah blah. blah. You're mm. you're constantly visiting the same types of places, and so mm-hmm. I think every now and then, getting that shock of like, oh, something else exists mm-hmm. out there, yeah. um, is is really cool. And and even with cities, when you're like forced to go to a different part of town that you've not been to before, mm-hmm. and maybe you see a park that's just absolutely gorgeous, you're like, oh, wow! Like I've just been jostled out of. Mm-hmm. My like little routine. picture of yeah. what the world is, and it's it's just expanded a little bit more. Yeah, it's great, beautiful. I'm glad we're talking about this now. The next question will be from the previous guest. Tell me the first story that comes into your head when you think about a city. Okay, so when I think about a city, again, I I think more about big C capital cities. Yeah. Um and. I think one of my favorite stories was just because of how like spontaneous it was. I was in university in Boston. My friend and I, we were kind of just like in a bit of a rut. And so we were just walking through the city one night, have a chat about life. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, you know, we're hungry. We want burgers because, mm-hmm. you know, America, naturally, we're going to go yeah, eat burgers. Yeah. So we went to this chain, Shake Shack. We walked in, it was probably an hour before closing. There was nowhere to sit, so we had our food and we're like, okay, here's a random person who's sitting at a table by themselves, there are other seats, like, we'll just go sit down. Mm -hmm. And so we talked to this person like, hey, is it okay if we sit here? And he's like, yeah, sure, we sit down. And he starts asking us like, oh, what do you you guys do? We're like, oh, we're we're students at MIT. And he was asking us questions about that. He's like, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And in turn, we asked, oh, what do you do? And he said, oh, I actually own and am the head chef at a, at a couple of restaurants uh-huh. in town, including this, like, one super fancy one, which my friend was like, that's the one with, like, super nice windows on the corner of, like, two main streets. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's my town. <laughs> but the, the short of the story is we end up chatting with him until for the next hour, until Shake Shack closes. Yeah. And then we go home and we Google this guy. And he turns out he's on Forbes 30 under 30 for food and wine. (laughs) 
And he'd given us his card, and so the next year we kind of like emailed him and was just like, hey, you know, I don't know if you remember us, but we had a really interesting chat at Shake Shack <laughs> randomly. Uh-huh. Like, do you want to go to Shake Shack again? Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, pick a date. We tried to send a date over, and he was like, hey, I can't that day. I'm cooking for the former president Clinton that day. <laughs> and we were just like, yeah, okay. Like, That's seems like... Seems like a reasonable reason to, to not go hang out at Shake Shack for a little bit. And it, I think it was just such this like random, spontaneous meeting of somebody uh-huh. who did something so different and getting mm-hmm. to learn a bit about the culinary world. Yeah, and you wouldn't have met him otherwise. It was no. just a spontaneous moment. Exactly. And your decision to sit there as well. Yeah. Because you dared to sit next to him and start talking. Yeah, I, th- I think it just... You know, this this idea of being, again, being surprised by who you can meet and the things that they've done in, in their life and, mm. and how different perhaps that is. Um, and just having that openness to welcome it is, mm. is super cool. I mean, even here today, like, again, we literally met this morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't is, know who you are. I didn't know your name because I didn't check. So I have no idea who I'm meeting. Yeah, and <laughs> but then we've like started chatting, and it's like super interesting to hear about what what you've done. And, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's all about these random moments that we are open for mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's your chance, your time to ask a question to the next guest. Okay, so my question to the next guest is, what size city? in terms of population, potentially like physical features, such as like being near a coast or in a mountainous region. But what does their perfect city for them to live in look like and why? And why? I like that, especially because the format of the podcast was a little bit different before mm-hmm. and all the, fi- all the five questions were set. Okay. And the last two questions were about a perfect city. A perfect okay. city during the daytime and a perfect city during nighttime. Oh, wow. So I like that you accidentally, without knowing this, brought this back. Cool. So I really like, like this. Okay. Thank you so much for your time, for your thoughts, for being so open. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So exciting. Yes. Bye. See ya. <laughs> being part of a city for you. If you want to carry on the discussion, feel free to join for the next episode that will be coming out next Thursday. You can also follow the project on Instagram, Facebook and Telegram. Enjoy a city for you.